Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy, but with the Chris and Sandy Show, we get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And as like I say, every time when Sandy's not here, she's not here. <laughs> but, you know, we're excited to bring on the Hobbs sisters. They're doing really great things out there in the music world, and we're excited to hear parts of their story and talk some music, and they're even going to perform later. So, how are y'all doing today? We are doing great. Just so happy to be here and hang out with you guys today. Yeah, it's a really fun way to kind of close out our year. That's really great. And, and you know what's funny is um, when it is just me, a lot of times I'll say we and us and all that because you know, we've been married eight, you know, 18 years. We've been a 24-7 couple the whole time. So it's been like, you know, I can't imagine without a we. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of do the same thing because we're twins. So we've been together from the moment we entered the world and haven't really been separate that much. So I find us ourselves doing that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, as you know, it's a crazy year this year. Yes. Um, how has COVID affected what y'all do? And what have y'all done this year to kind of maneuver through that? Sure. I mean, I think like a lot of people, the live show and touring a lot was a really big part of the structure of our music and our business. And we spent a lot of time out at fairs and festivals pretty much from May until about October, November, almost every weekend. On we, a usual year. On a usual year, we'd be <laughs> out gigging and that's how we sort of promoted our music and got out there and met new fans and shared our music with other people. So we mm -hmm. sort of had to shift the framework a little bit because um, our model was so based off of that. Absolutely. But I think leaning into the virtual stuff, um, We'd always done that on socials. Maybe you want to talk. Yeah, we had always done some Facebook lives here and there, but we really just took advantage of everyone's at home, nowhere to go and nothing to do and on the weekends. And so we started doing pretty much weekly Facebook live concerts with our fans, Instagram live concerts with our fans. And I think for us, it was a good way to slow down and kind of dive into getting to know our fan base again and just really enjoying having that time together to hang out and play music. Yeah, and we kind of wrapped it up this year with, we just did like a first time kind of a ticketed private Christmas concert for two oh, wow. people. And it was so fun. And it was so much fun. We had like 20 some at each and just like a small intimate group and we did Christmas music and some of our own stuff and mostly just got to hang out for about an hour of just, it was a great wrap up of the year kind of. Yeah. I mean, the virtual stuff, it is different from the live show, of course, but it is nice. You can connect. We have fans from all over who may not get mm -hmm. to see us live. And so this really gave us exactly. to interact with them and hang out all the time. So anybody that's watching live, please share, share, share. And if you're watching the replay, share, share, share. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, you're so right. You know, I think that this year is probably going to be a big year, a learning experience for people moving into next year, because I see the combo now, you know, I think with, with all these ticketed um, concerts now, imagine next year concerts come back. Now you can do the live concert and set up a Facebook live event. Exactly. So now everybody around, all your fans, if they can't make it live, they can still see you. Exactly. Which is in, awesome. in some capacity, even I've seen like meet and greets and things, you know, people could still, they're doing the Zoom calls or things like this where 
even if you can't physically be there, you can still kind of meet your fans and get to interact and engage. Which honestly, yeah, we've done some call, we did some call-ins for radio stations back home in Pittsburgh, where we're from. And same thing, we just jumped on Zoom. They recorded the audio, they replayed it on the station later on. So it was, it's so cool that I think it's nice now because the tools were always there, but now we all have to learn how to use them and get good at them. So I think it can really, I think hopefully it'll just enhance what was already here. Exactly. So being from Pittsburgh, I guess you're really proud of what Gabby's done this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. She's a phenomenal. We remember her from when she was just getting started in Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. We were getting started in Pittsburgh and it's been so cool. You love to see hometown girls, Success. especially just explode. And she's and she had what a phenomenal incredible year. Yeah, so so it's, you love so cool. The Pittsburgh pride is definitely <laughs> big in town. So yeah. just love seeing someone from our city doing yeah. so great. That is awesome. And, and, you know, you know, talking about the whole concept of this, you know, we first launched this show back in January of this year. Yeah. And our ultimate goal this year was kind of 100 interviews. We thought if we did 100 interviews, yeah. we would build a great foundation this year. Because I don't know too many hosts that can say that they've done 100 That's interviews. That's first lot. year. That's amazing. <laughs> and then COVID happens. So I told Sandy, I was like, okay, this may be our year to shine because artists and entertainers and all that are going to need a place to talk. And because of that, yesterday we hit number 300. Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. You guys should be so proud so of, that. of that. What an accomplishment. So it's you're 301. Things were slow for people. So that's huge. You got to love that. Well, I'm sure artists, you know, we always appreciate people like you all who give us a chance to come on and share our music and talk about what we do, especially in a year where maybe all your normal outlets of doing that have kind of been pushed off to the side for a little bit. And it's always yeah. so nice, especially as an independent artist, to have people let you come on and share your story. I love that. So, you know, a lot of people, they would ask, um, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. Yeah. When did it click? that this could actually be a career? That's a great question. That's a really great question. I think we've always been musical. We grew up, I mean, singing. We were putting on little shows for our parents from the time we could walk. So we grew up singing in church and school choir, and that was a big part of it. I think for us, it was, you know, somewhere around high school and early college, we started, we picked up the guitar, we started taking lessons, we started writing songs. And I think and we just kind of caught the bug in school. We went to college in North Carolina at Wake Forest. Um, so we were far from home, but we always came home in the summers. And somewhere around that age, started putting a band together, playing some small, tiny festival gigs in our town. Yeah. Just like for like 10 people, there's nobody there. <laughs> and I think from that point, we started looking like, you know, we love to write, we love to perform. Around the time that all of our friends were looking at internships and job interviews, mm -hmm. We were kind of looking at Nashville and thinking, oh, wow. that's where our heart is. That's, that's what we want to do. That's the end If goal. we could write songs and play shows and meet people all over, that would be our dream job. And so we sort of took the leap after we graduated. And we did move back to Pittsburgh for a little while just to, we wanted to really cut our teeth and learn how to have a band, how to tour with a band, how, how to play book, shows. Book shows and play shows. And so we spent a few years kind of building up those skills and writing and mm. coming to Nashville, just not living here. And then finally made the leap three years ago yeah, and hit our three year anniversary yeah. in Nashville. It's gone by really yeah. fast. It flew. So yeah. And but, love it. Just absolutely yeah. love being here. So how's Nashville treated y'all? 
It's been really great. So well. I mean, it's, I always tell people who say they're thinking about moving down here. It's, I know for us, it's just, we found it to be such a collaborative town. It's, mm -hmm. There's so much talent here. I mean, walk into any writer's ground on a Wednesday night on a normal year, <laughs> and right. there's just you're gonna hear five songs that you wish you'd written. And the great thing is, we found nine times out of ten, you get to just hang out with people, talk to people, write with people. Everyone's so open welcoming. and willing and welcoming to say, Hey, yeah, let's make music, let's jam, let's write. And I feel like we've learned so much from the people in this town. Just the writers. I mean, we had a lot of people who were much more experienced than we were, who just wrote with two girls from Pittsburgh <laughs> who were just new to town and, you know, took a chance on us as an artist and writers. And you kind of just, you grow from that, learning from writers that are better than you and who have done this for a lot longer. And it just makes you want to be better and to learn. And I think there's just so much talent in this town. There is, yeah, it's amazing. It's just, it so blows my mind. So how has being twins impacted the way y'all do music? I think our, probably primarily our sound, mm -hmm. um, you know, we really like to lean into the sibling harmony thing. Um, <laughs> as a duo, of course, you- <laughs> That was built in. It is. <laughs> like cheating because we are identical twins. And so, you know, it's automatically a really good blend of our voices. Um, and I think it just, we're really close. And yeah. so I think just from a writing standpoint, from an artist standpoint, it helps us to be really tuned into what we want our sound to be and kind of the direction yeah. of where we want our music to go. And I think even from a business standpoint, you know, it's as you really dive into wanting to launch yourself and make this a career, there's so many things that come with it. And it just is a huge blessing to have your sister right by you and say like, okay, let's work things out, let's talk it out, let's troubleshoot, let's figure things out. You have an automatic built-in partner to figure things out and that's been so helpful. huge. Just It's just been a huge help as we try to navigate this crazy industry. <laughs> yeah, and we love that too, because of course, even though she's not here right now, but that's how we are as a husband and wife team. Absolutely. You know, we can bounce ideas off of each other. And you know, I know granted, there are a lot of people out there, they don't, you know, they don't have that kind of relationship with their spouse. We do. Sure. I'm thankful for that, you know, but it's been great that, you know, I may have an idea and then Sandy's like, you might want to think about that one. Or <laughs> she's like, oh, that's good. Or she might say, let's tweak it. And then, you know, yeah. so, oh, I like that. You know, so we definitely get where y'all are coming from because again, you know, we're, we're always together. So we're just like y'all. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> so as you know, um, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes not just to get to their level, but even a career level within the entertainment music um, industry. And I always want to talk about that because nobody talks about that. And um, <laughs> I want to make sure that people get the sense of what it really takes. I'm going to tell a quick story that will help yeah. guide where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. Oh, yeah. And at that time, they were full time with music. And I'll never forget an answer Allison gave me. I asked her what advice she'd given up on coming artists. And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full time. But if your heart will allow you to do any, if you can see yourself doing something else, Go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She said, the moment you want it to be a career, everybody kind of owns a piece of you from that moment. You no longer own your life. She goes, on top of that, um, 
on top of that, you got your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to holidays, yes. to weekends. <laughs> and, and you know, and you're when you're in the grind mode, especially at the beginning of your career, when you're in that grind mode, you can't say no to a gig, and you for sure can't cancel a gig once because because you know your friends and all that don't understand. There's 50 people on the line on that one gig, so you cancel it even though it might be their wedding. You've got 50 people on the line. you got to make tough decisions. Absolutely. And then your family has to sacrifice right along with you. But then Allison added, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything else, if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it some. I think that's amazing. I think it's so accurate, especially as an up-and-coming artist especially the part, you know, you really, you want to play as much as you can. Almost every opportunity is looked at as something that could help you and nice. whether you learn from it, like you never know what's going to be on the other side of the opportunity. So you're, you hit that phase where it's so important to take every chance you can, every show, every meeting, every, when I, think you know, right I didn't session. even realize really till this year when we weren't traveling all the time and playing as many gigs, how much we haven't been living in Nashville yeah. for the <laughs> Since we've moved, I mean, for the most part. You move, but you're not there. Exactly. Normally, most weekends we're out traveling, a lot of weekdays, and you're just, and we love it. I mean, we love to be on the road. We love to play games. Yeah. But you do miss, we got to see our friends, even just virtually hang out for things this yeah. year and just have time that we didn't normally spend just to wake up at my own house on the weekend and clean my house, go to the grocery store, do whatever it is that people do on weekends normally. And you kind of forget that when you're going so hard all the time and just taking every opportunity possible, you forget what it's like to slow down. And I think we all saw a little bit of that this year, but she's so accurate in saying, you know, if you, if you love it, if it's your number one thing, if you could never see yourself doing anything else, then you don't mind. You do it. You hate to miss. We've had that struggle. Missing. Oh, we've missed events, and our friends always know. Like they'll ask, and we'll try our best to be there. But you know, if a gig comes up or a meeting comes up, something you know, you we always have to take the shot because it's not a it's not a typical nine to five. The work stops. Your work yeah. week stops in a sense. I mean, a lot of our work week is the weekend, and so it's it's a totally opposite way of looking at things. But you're right. I think it's so much work, but it's if it's what you really want, it's so much fun, even throughout the work and the ups and downs. You can and still sacrifice and the sacrifice. You can still find the joy in all of that. And that's always kind of our gauge. Like as long as yeah. it's fun and still the ultimate goal for us, then it doesn't really even feel like work no. most days. And, you know, a lot of times people don't understand, too. Like, you know, when you hear like the big artists get interviewed, there's always that one question that every host asks. And it's usually that, that they ask, um, what would you be doing if music didn't work out? And 90 percent of the time, the big artist would say, I would just be a broke musician because I had no plan B. And people <laughs> don't understand that because when, when you know, because I remember one of the artists said, and I love what he said. He says a plan B in most cases when times get tough becomes plan A. It's, it's so true. true. It's like if the option is there to fall back on almost, it's then you know you if you know that this is it and there's nothing else and there's no backup plan in a sense, then you will attack your goal with everything you have and it will it becomes 
a failure doesn't even become an option, you know? And so I think that's very accurate because we've always said we can't honestly, I can't think of anything else we'd rather, we'd rather do. It's, I mean, yeah, I'd rather keep writing songs and playing shows and just trying to, try to make it because I think I just can't picture my life without it. If you love music, I just feel like it's in your soul somewhere. <laughs> you just it, you can't give it up. If it's in you, somehow you always have to keep it in your life. I definitely love that. Now, if anybody's watching live, please share, share, share. I'll keep saying that. <laughs> but anyway, um, we talked about the sacrifice a little bit. And as you know, um, I like I said before, I want to make sure that we get that point across. I think y'all did. I love that. So let's go the other way now. The what people see, the glory side. What are a few moments you can look back on your career and like, wow, I got to do that. Um, I think one of my personal favorites, um, we got the chance to open for Charlie Daniels oh, wow. out in Ohio mm -hmm. about three years ago, maybe four years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was probably about 3,000, 4,000 people. And it was a freezing cold night in August for some reason. It should have been yeah. around 90 and it was about almost 45. But it was, there was some, we played a 30 minute set. It was super short and it flew by, but there was something so magical about looking out at that huge crowd and just, it, it was a feeling that I won't quickly forget because it was just that amazing. And I think because we got to watch the show after um, and hadn't seen Charlie Daniels perform live maybe one other time um but just to watch he's so missed in the country music world because even at 80 something years old the show that he put on the energy the drive the like you could just still feel, feel it, the passion that he had and he's been doing wow. it for so long and just to watch a legend like him you know you hope someday that you can have a career that's even a quarter as successful as his was. Um, we got the chance to meet him very briefly before the show and just as humble and kind of a person as you could have ever asked for. And I think that's just, when you meet someone of that level level and that famous and just for him to be so kind and take a couple minutes to talk to us about our goals and where we were headed, it was just amazing. And he's probably done so many shows where he could be blindfolded, whatever. Right, you know, right. It, it and just becomes natural. Like, there was no sense of autopilot or we did this the night before. It was just raw and fresh in the show as you would expect the first one to be. So it was really, it was amazing. But yeah, that was truly one of my favorite things we've gotten the chance to do over these last couple of years. I love that. Now, y'all are going to perform a song for us, aren't you? Sure we are. So tell us a little bit about the song and the floor is yours. Sure. Um, so it this song, we it's one of the ones we really put a couple songs out this year. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> make room for the guitar. Uh, so we put out a couple singles this year. We've been working on a ton of new music, especially with um, having some time to write and record. That's been another side bonus. Bonus of uh -huh. off the road is we've written so much this year, and so that's been really really fun to dive into things creatively. So we wrote yeah. this one uh, with a good friend of ours um, and a frequent co-writer. Uh, his name's Greg Bates. He's also one of our um, producers, he and Ben Jackson here in Nashville produced the track um, that we released. And we wrote this one a little while back, but we had been playing it a ton in our live show and it always seemed to connect with people and they loved singing it back. And so we wanted to put one out this spring. This was our first choice. Uh, but Lauren had this title, just kind of thinking about important people in your life and ones that just, you know, the kind of love that you only get one of, and they're just so special and unique, and you know that you won't find another person like them. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what this one was about. Uh, but it's oh, one wow. of our 
tingles. It's called Never Find Another. find another you know i think about sandy you know because again you know what's funny is we just knew right from the beginning because you know we met we actually met online back in 2002 oh, wow. and, it was, so cool. and it was taboo back then of course because, you know, <laughs> so cool. meets now but back then you know and i remember we met february 2nd of 02 okay. we talked on the phone for the first time february 4th oh, we set a wedding date february 18th and we oh, met in person wow. March 4th. So we were meet, meeting in person on March 4th to see who we were going to marry. Oh, my gosh. That is so crazy. But you know what? I think all of my friends who are married yeah. have said, they were like, I can't even put it into words. I wish I could describe it better. But they're like, when you meet the person, you will just know. Yeah. Like, it's something that will feel right, and you'll know it, and 
there it's won't just, be any doubts. Love is just crazy yeah, like that. That's, that is such a cool story. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> now, granted, it can get you in trouble too, because again, you know, love is like one of the greatest things, but it can be one of the worst things. Right. I mean, it what can, a very true sense. It can feel amazing or it can really hurt. It can crush you and lift you up at the same And thank time. goodness it does, because there have been so many great songs because of it. Both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because without the crushing, you wouldn't have the songs. Exactly. Yeah, and, and sometimes you know, yeah. the getting your heart broken almost makes it that much. It feels that much better when you do find the right one. I think because when you know how much it can hurt, but you then you also feel how it kind of shows you what you, what you do want. Like all the relationships that yeah. don't work out kind of get you to the ones that do. Absolutely. Exactly. Like, you know, so many songs that talk about that. I always, I always tell Sandy, you know what? I went through a lot of people to find her. <laughs> you, gotta, you know, you can't, you got to get through a couple of the wrong ones if you find the one that's right. <laughs> the crazy thing is she went through nobody because I was her first boyfriend and everything. Oh <laughs> it's funny how it's different for everyone. Some people go through a couple options and some people just first one, first time is successful, which is amazing. It's so cool. <laughs> So as you know, a lot of people, they see the artists, but they don't see the PR people, the producers, the managers, and the team is so important and they don't get enough love. And I don't care if a person has a team of one or a team of 300, like Justin Bieber says he has. <laughs> a team is a team. So I always want to talk about the team a little bit. So if you want to tell us a little bit about the team that helps y'all be who you are. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, we are a two-woman team, but very... Right. Backed by our family. Very, yes, we have a very good support system in our parents and our sister, um, who all just, you know, our parents especially have been so supportive and they come to all of our shows up north and our dad drives, you know, our vehicle. Oh, wow. and our mom sells our merchandise. Helped by our aunts and uncles. Yeah, helped by aunts and uncles who show up to most of our shows and help set up and break down and sell merch. So for us, it's very family-based. We're very fortunate and blessed just with wonderful, wonderful immediate family and extended family who have just kind of jumped on this journey with us. It's so fun. And they really help with the heavy lifting on the, when we're on the road, uh, having your family as your kind of little mini road <laughs> team is so wonderful because to have people that you trust and love around you. Yeah. And in town, we've just been blessed with wonderful co-writers, just so many, too many people. to even name, but just people that really click and love what we do. And we all can get in a room together and write. Um, we've got two, two great, great producers, producers, Ben Jackson and Greg Bates. And there's, and our speaking of our band, our drummer Neil Jakobin right there, and then our other players Joey Catanio and Hollis Greathouse. Um, Neil is in Nashville, uh, but Joey and Hollis are in the Pittsburgh area and still play pretty much all of our shows with us. Um, and they're just also a huge part of our sound and our success. And they're great. Such a, yeah, they're just a, such an integral part of the team. And then as far as like management, we're self-managed. Uh, social media is all run by us, and so. But always just kind of, it's funny how every year you kind of add and expand and just your team mm. grows a little bit as you grow and you just find that you're, find great people in town who fit with what you do yeah. and slowly incorporate. And Which I think the fun thing about being an independent artist is you do start out on your own for the most yeah. part, kind of calling the shots and wading in and figuring things out and it can be very daunting and you definitely make missteps because you don't quite, you know, 
I feel like we've learned a lot from making the wrong decision and yes. then we go, let's not do that again. It's helpful. But it's helpful. I think it helps you grow and I think it's made us more confident as artists and in, even in terms of like the, the business, the side. small, tiny business that we are trying to grow. I think having to do a lot of it on your own is really a positive. I think you feel, I, I get a lot of confidence get having control over who we are and what we want to do and how we want to sound where we want to go so i think it's yeah. a really important thing for independent artists to feel confident in themselves yeah. or i think you learn themselves. kind of when you do add to your team having done some different parts of the business i think it helps you when you are to the point where you're ready um to add on yes we've always had each other too which is the Huge biggest benefit. the biggest benefit makes it a lot easier to be on your own when you can divide and conquer the it task. does <laughs> and then you kind of learn when you've done it you know yeah, how and you know i was about to actually say what you just said yeah well, you froze yeah, sure. <laughs> but I was, like, I was about to say what y'all just said too that that the great thing about learning every aspect of it is when you bring that team on down the road it'll help you decide who's the right fit because again just because they're a right fit for a Taylor Swift doesn't mean they're a right fit for you. Exactly. I think the great thing about the music business is that every artist is different and every artist needs and teams are going to, you know, everyone needs different parts of the team at different times. And you kind of, you learn what works for you. And mm -hmm. then when you get to a point where you start to need some help, then you go, okay, so like, how can we bring someone in who fits our who fits what we do? business model and our brand and who can advance us? Exactly. So I think, yeah, that's a huge thing. But definitely having, being a duo, I feel like you're It's like a built-in team. It is. You get your <laughs> additional person built in because there's two of us uh, in the act itself. Yeah, <laughs> definitely love that. And, you know, speaking of teams, Sandy and I kind of got a third co-host that we bring on, our little eight-year-old. And nice. hopefully Sandy, I'm sure Sandy's listening. So, and the, and the Facebook Live may be a little behind, so hopefully they'll come in in a minute. Oh, we love but, that. Um, That'd be so we funny. got a 21-month-old that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show, too. I love uh, that. We're good. very family-based, so I love it that y'all are, too. I think that's so fun. I think it's so important. And I think that, you know, I don't care what career you have. I mean, there are some careers you kind of can't do this, but almost every career you can at least have your kids come maybe for a day, you know, every every couple months to come see what you do. Because I think sometimes parents forget that kids don't understand what you do. So then you're out there working 40, 50, 60 hours a week and, and they're blaming you for not being around where if you brought them a little bit into your world and kind of it's see so oh, that's what mommy and daddy does right and it just helps them understand a little bit yep okay here hi hop sisters hi how are you doing good what is your favorite song what is my favorite song oh, man what a great question oh my i would have gosh. to say if i had to pick a favorite country song of all time what my personal favorite would be The House That Built Me by Miranda oh, Lambert. No matter how many times I hear it, that song still makes me cry. Me too. It reminds me of growing up and being in our parents' house and how special that is. If I had to pick my favorite song, I love Dolly. I love Dolly Parton. She's one of my favorite country singers that we listened to growing up. And her song, I Will Always Love You, I think is just so pretty. I love that song. What a great what question. Awesome question. Do you have a favorite song? Uh, yeah, yes, my favorite song is Old Dominion, uh, of Old Dominion, One Man Band. Oh, I love that song. What a great choice. They're one of my favorite <laughs> bands. I love every song that they put out. That's an awesome choice. I love that. Next. Okay, what, what's your favorite food? 
Oh, oh my goodness. Well, I love to eat. We so do. We love to one. eat. I probably anything chocolate, mm. chocolate ice cream, chocolate cake, chocolate <laughs> cookies. It's probably my favorite. I'm a big fan of pasta. Any kind of spaghetti is probably, if I could eat that for dinner every night, that's what I would say. <laughs> What's your favorite? Pizza. Oh, oh that's a good choice. one, too. <laughs> wow. I can, I can I eat pizza, pizza every too. day, I think. I think I could. Right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> close the door. But he, he definitely, he definitely loves this part of the show because again, he gets to cut, you know. And who knows what we're training him for? I love That's it. Awesome. I it's amazing. so fun that he gets to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what's been cool about it because we're we're more than just music. We bring on actors too. Yeah. So we've been able to reach out to people from Nickelodeon, some of his shows. And we've gotten four of 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 his shows actors on that he loves. Oh, that's so, and how cool! As a kid, to... I would have thought that was just the absolute coolest thing. I would, I don't think I could have. I wouldn't even believe it was real. I've been like, that's really I bad. I would have been too shy to hop <laughs> on there and ask. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what, you know, again, Sandy and I was talking about this recently. And I was like, man, I'd give anything when I was young to have that option. And we're bringing people on. Right. And he watches on TV. I love that. <laughs> So, so if you could co-write with any person, dead or alive, who would it be? What a tough question. Oh, my gosh. For me, one of my all-time favorite songwriters is Tom Douglas, who wrote House That Built Me that Hannah was just oh, wow. talking about, and so many other amazing country songs. Every time I hear a song, it just really sticks in my heartstrings. I look up the writers, and nine times out of ten, it's a Tom Douglas song. Important. <laughs> um, so yeah, that would probably be mine. I would say uh, Lauren McKenna. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, she has more than I can even list. Humble and kind. Right. Um, but the new Little Big Town. The new, some new ones with Little Big Town. Just everything she writes. Her way with lyrics is just, she has released a lot of artist stuff too um, that I've checked out this year. And just, lyrically, she is so powerful. She can spin a story in a way that, in such a concise, like four lines, but it tells you so much. And it's yeah. just, I would probably just fall over in excitement. We ever got the chance to be. <laughs> writing room with art. So this past February made the five year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question, because the answer she gave us five years ago is almost to the T of what she's living now. So she knew where she was going. She had that vision and nothing was going to stop her, as you can tell. <laughs> um, knowing that, where do y'all want to be in five years? I would say we, yeah. I mean, we'd love to be touring, playing all over, yeah. selling out shows all over the country, have a song I mean, internationally too. Yeah. We could have, I'd love to have one of our songs on or a couple charts, of our songs or a couple, uh, on the charts and just have, we'd love to be in the full scale on the tour bus, headed to shows, number songs one on the song radio. radio. I think for, if we could, that go, would be the dream. That'd be the dream. The, uh, if it's dreaming big, as big as we possibly can, then that, that, that would be the dream. That'd be it. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Let's look 15 years down the road. Let's say that y'all are a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for y'all, yeah. you're there. <laughs> if the people you are today could meet your future successful self, what would y'all remind them? Wow. I would probably say to enjoy this time. Uh, or just to remember, you know, sometimes it can be really hard to 
you feel like you work really hard and it's two steps forward, one step back. You know, a lot of times as an independent artist, you just, you work a lot and it takes a while to see the progress, mm -hmm. which can be frustrating. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of beauty in it. Um, yeah. Of just those days where it's just the two of us living our dream and running our career exactly how we want to run it and just making it happen in whatever way we know how. And I think when you look back, hopefully if you get as successful as you want to be, there is, I think we will remember this time fondly and I hope that we can enjoy the ride. Yeah, all the way one there. of our aunts um, is always saying, you know, to enjoy the ride and, enjoy, and how much she enjoys the journey of just, even when we're playing, Small fairs where there's 10 people. little shows in the middle of nowhere. And she's always saying like, you know, it's so fun to just enjoy the ride. And I hope that I, I if we get to where we're going, I hope we kind of keep that the spirit joy. of it's so easy to just look ahead and keep saying, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? And I think from a certain standpoint, that's important to set goals and work, know oh, what absolutely. you're working towards. But yeah. there's so much. You've got to enjoy. Yeah, there's so much joy in living in the moment. I think it's, I hope I would want to remind myself to not lose that, to just enjoy it. And you know, when you're talking about the journey and all that, that's one thing that I think people don't get is if you're not enjoying the journey, then when you finally get to where it is you're trying to get to, you will not love it. Right? Exactly. You miss it. It's, you know, you want to, because if you wait your whole life, you know, you'll only be happy when you get it to the end destination, there's a lot of life in there in between <laughs> that you're really gonna miss out on. And I think we <laughs> tried to embrace yeah. just enjoying every step of it and finding the little things. You know, it's exciting when we hear, you know, a couple of the stations that we've been lucky enough that have played our song. I hope I keep that excitement if we get a song someday that's lucky enough to go on the charts, that it's just as exciting if I turn the radio on and hear it yeah. than it is when we get the chance for somebody to spin it now when not that many people are playing it. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody asked in the thing thread, uh, are y'all dating? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm taking, so I'm still I'm dating one great guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm still looking and out there. <laughs> the pandemic's a weird year to date, so I was like, maybe 2021 will be a better year. <laughs> yeah, I think 2020 was where people got to know each other without actually being together. Exactly, right? and yes. now it's like, okay, we got to see if this works. Like face to face, <laughs> person it doesn't still happen. 2020, it was quite a year for. <laughs> aspects of life I think it's been crazy so um say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and there's definitely something special um but they've played maybe 40 or 50 shows so they've, they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side but they've gotten on stage and they get what every artist says that stage bug where they look over the crowd the crowd's roaring for them and they just know they're in the right place and they come to y'all and they say I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next couple of years? I would say, I know for us, like the biggest thing was to learn your craft. I think whether that's becoming the best performer that you can be so that you are, so can be comfortable on stage, no matter what scenario, whether that's improving your songwriting. Because I think more than anything, if you don't, you got to have songs that are yours, that are your sound, that, you know, there's already a Carrie Underwood and a Kelsey Ballerini and a Wheeler Swift, Little Big Town, like, and they are great at what they do. And you got to find out what you're good at and what you're, who are you as an artist? You got to figure it out and dive in, 
hone your craft. I would say I, that's what I was going to say too, is don't be afraid to really lean in and discover who you are musically. I think whether you have to write with five people to find the magic group or 500, I mean, a lot of times you just have to keep writing and writing and writing until you start to get some songs that you really love. And I think not being afraid to take that time developing who you are as an artist is so important and something we're still learning <laughs> and doing ourselves. There you are. Do we need to say that again or did we get it? That's the one bad thing about video. You just never know what's going to happen. It's always a wild card. Right? <laughs> Here, here comes our little one. Yes, oh. here's Caitlin. Uh. Hi. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hi. Oh my gosh, I love it. This is so fun to have your whole family involved. That's oh. amazing. Oh my gosh. Everybody <laughs> on here. Caitlin. Say hi. Caitlin, how are you? Yeah, she's <laughs> She's 21 months. Oh. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. You guys, you guys have such a lovely family. family. It's been so fun. Oh, to meet well, thank you. <laughs> Do you want me to ask the last couple questions yeah. here at the end? Hey, yeah, I usually pop get to pop in at the end here. All All right. Right. How would you describe your music to someone who's never heard it before? Love it. We are very. We try to write. We're a modern country sound. So, but we grew up on '90s country. So we have a lot of that and we're very vocally harmony based. We're all about the melody, the voice, the harmony, how we sing together. That's a big focus for us. And really we just, you know, we write a lot about our life and friends and just things. We hope that we write something uh, that relates to everyone somehow, whether you experienced it or a friend has that you can listen to our songs and hear a little bit of yourself in it. I love that. That's great. And last question. What do you want your legacy to be with your music? What do you want to be known for as artists? Wow. Wow. Oh, that's a, that's a really good one. Um, <laughs> I think, so I know some of my favorite artists are the ones that no matter how long they've been doing it, you can still see the joy and the passion and that it's what oh, they yes. love more than anything in the world. And I think, if anyone remembers one thing about the Hob sisters, it's that we're doing what we love and that there's nowhere else we'd rather be than writing music and sharing it with anyone that we can. Awesome. Love that. Yes. So if you want to tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Yes. Absolutely. So we're on social media under the Hobbs sisters, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Our website is thehobsisters.com. Usually it has shellos on there. It doesn't right now, but we'll see what we'll see what 2021 brings us. Um, <laughs> music is on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, anywhere you stream or download, and you can get it. You can get physical copies on our website. We'll send ship them out to you. You know, okay. we we definitely enjoyed having you on the yes. show today. We for sure look forward to having you back down the road. Absolutely, really awesome. this has been so wonderful. You guys made it so much fun. So and thanks so, for having a us. Beautiful family, and just thank you so much for giving us the platform to talk about our music and play some songs. Yeah. For you. Just appreciate it so much. <laughs> oh, 